Inspiration now in session. Inspire God's people. You are going to stop saying what you do until you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt the deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. Stop saying what you do until you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. Yo, what's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. God's people, I've been sick and I've been tired. No, like, y'all not feeling me. I legitimately been sick and tired. You know, that's not a figure of speech right now. I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about it. We got a great show today. And my audio, my audio audience, I can talk. I want y'all to know that I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't want y'all to think that because we doing video on YouTube now, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that's rocking with us there. That the audio still isn't important. I love y'all. I, I can explain y'all why y'all haven't gotten a show in a week and a half, almost two weeks, really. And that is because I literally been sick and tired. So, okay, this is what happened. I think I told y'all I had to travel a couple weeks ago. I had actually uh, recorded the show in video and did all these things and ran into some hurdles. And the reason I want to share a little bit of my hurdles with y'all is because this show is about balancing faith in business to guide you to your purpose. And for those of y'all who've been rocking with me for a long time, y'all know that, you know, we we self-deprecate here. You know what I'm saying? We we okay with, with showing some of our flaws as well. And we're not trying to have this perfect process to get to our purpose. Ooh, perfect process to get to your purpose. Man, I don't, you know, it's always a bar in there with me. But I also think it's real important, like for the listeners of this show to know that I'm a real person that's really trying to pull this together. And we've been doing this now for, what, October 10th will be the mark of year four years. That'll be the four year anniversary of inspire guys. People we have over 185 episodes now. And like, if you've been there from the beginning or wherever you came in the journey, you've seen some of the growth, but hopefully some of the things that I've shared have allowed you to be able to take, um, opportunities to grow and examples to grow as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the goal there. Whereas like, sometimes you watch influencers and people, you know, online and you thinking like, man, they got something way better than me. I could never do what they doing. Their gift is way more valuable than mine. And there's this question I was talking to. I talked to my brother, uh, Jarrell today. I talked to my homeboy Meech today and I talked to them both about kind of the same thing is like, and it's this question I'm asking people of like, you know, how do I get people to see their value? Because a lot of y'all are valuable to me. I see it. I, I see it. But I think we we pay so much attention to our hurdles and our flaws that we allow that to be an excuse and a reason to quit. And today's show is definitely called It's Easier to Quit. And you're going to hear more than enough conversation about that. But before we jump into that, let me tell you a little bit about what I've been going through the last couple of weeks with the intention of you being able to see like, man, like, you know, this is just part of the journey. And when I say this stuff on this show I'm not just saying it to you. I'm saying it to me as well. All right. I make this real quick. So again, I knew I had business travel coming up. 
I had to go to, where was I? Last week I went to Orlando. I knew that that was coming. Um, before that, was it before that? Yeah, it was before that. Um, me and my wife went out of town just for a couple days. So I knew I had like kind of a busy back to back, but I'm committed to this, um, this content to inspire guys, people, all of that. Right. So I had a plan and I come in, I, I, what did I do? I came in, in the studio. I recorded like the, the video, which I knew that I was going to release as the audio as well. Right. But they were going to come like back to back and man, I recorded it. And then the next day got so busy, like packing and getting ready to leave out of town that I forgot to actually come and record the audio. So then I had to go out of town, came back in town, had to leave out of town for business. And I was real busy. I only had like a day or so or something like that in between. And long story short, I might be mixing up some of the details because it's been two weeks. But long story short, I travel for business, uh, go to Orlando for a couple of days, have a great trip, come back. One day I got to catch up for work with all the plans of, hey, I'm going to get back in the studio the following day. I wake up the next day and, um, yeah, I'm sick. It's not COVID guys. You know, you got to say that all the time. For those of y'all who listen, I think it was like episode 140. Was it 140, 140, 142, something like that. You know, somewhere in there, I think y'all testing my knowledge. Now it's called a uh, welcome to vertigo Island. Uh, it was read pretty much a year ago, ironically, um, almost to the date that for the first time I kind of suffered vertigo and all of a sudden out of nowhere that happened again. So I was, um, I was sick in bed. Had to do a virtual doctor's visit. Shout out to my wife, took care of me, uh, made me do the virtual doctor's visit and all that stuff. And I'm feeling much better now. And I think it's something in my ear, which is crazy. I'm going to probably do a whole show about this because, you know, you get revelations and it's like, man, my balance is found in my ear. So it's like, what are you listening to? What are you hearing? I, I, no, that's another show. Don't try to make me do a show. I'm trying to make this quick so we could jump into today's content. My point is, man, you know, working a corporate job, you know, prioritizing, uh, the right things, being a husband, taking care of all these responsibilities sometimes is really challenging. And then I also put aside time for family stuff. So, that's very important to me. I'm going to always spend time with my family. Um, and here we are two weeks later, right? So I had a lot of hurdles. Just know as y'all listening and supporting this show. And also hopefully you're, you know, the point is to guide you to your purpose. And I'm hoping that you, what you could take from that is that even though I had all those hurdles, here I am. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe a little later than I wanted to be. Maybe not. Um, exactly, you know, how I want it to be, but I'm here and the commitment we need to make to ourselves is to show up. And that's where I think a lot of times we fall short is that we don't even show up to the game. Now I'm going to leave it there because I have a pretty in-depth, um, show today, um, where I talk about how it's easier to quit. I share some personal stories, things like that. Here's what I'll say. If you also want to check out the video, check it out on YouTube. Just search Inspire Guys People on YouTube. You'll find it. Or look in the description of today's show. Look, man, I'm so 
uh, excited. I think we are at like 165 subscribers now on YouTube. I had my first video the other day, like two days ago, that hit 500 views. We got videos now hitting 250, 300. Like, ooh, we come. It's still a couple fives and tens in there. It's not every video. Don't get me wrong. Some videos is 14 views. Um, but look, I celebrate every win along the way in the process and building something from scratch as it relates to video. I'm really proud of what we have. I'll be talking like it's a whole team of people. Um, shout out to Toya because Toya rocks with Inspire Guys people from Chase Great University. And she's just waiting on me to schedule another date for us to do a show. Again, just with being in and out of town, being sick. It's been a lot of things going on, but uh, Toya and I are going to do another show. So look, there, there we have it, man. It's easier to quit. It would be easy for me not to be here. It would be easy for me to create excuses. It would be easy for you to create excuses. Hopefully something in today's show blesses you. Check out the short clips on YouTube as well. My goal here is to give you content in various ways to chop it up. The community's growing by the grace of God. Um, some people, you know, want to see short one minute clips on YouTube. Some people want to watch the whole hour and a half. Some people want to drive in their car and listen to an hour and a half conversation. I'm trying to just continue to evolve and grow and produce the the best content possible to truly inspire people and change their lives. That's my goal. Um, and to please the Lord as we do it, to draw people closer to Christ. That's really the goal. We're not doing a bunch of games and gimmicks and all of that. So hopefully you can appreciate Inspire Guys people. If you do, don't hesitate to email me, Music at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who already does that. Thank you to everybody who has lended their ears through the years. And hopefully we're going to some, uh, overcome some fears. Dang, I can talk. See, sometimes oh, I just messed up a bar. Thank you to everybody who, what did I say? Lended their ears through the years. This stuff just comes out. I just want y'all to know that. This ain't playing. This is just bars is in me, bro. Um, yeah, let me stop. Let me just jump into it because we got a whole episode. Like, why am I like, but this is what you get when you listen to the audio. You get a little extra, you know what I'm saying? The video people get the video. The audio people get the intros and the extra insights, some of my personal business. You know what I'm saying? And some of y'all get both. Shout out to everybody that listens and watches. Share this with somebody and give us some ratings on Apple Podcasts. I don't think I had a rating all year. I'm like, come on, man. Y'all done email me and said the show good, but ain't nobody said it to Apple. Why I'm crying? It's easier to quit, baby. Keep going. Everybody's feeling good. This is a late night stream. I just want to kick it with you. We're going to talk about why it's easier to quit today. So, of course, I watched the... What did I watch? I watched Giannis, uh, the movie about Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the uh, forward for the Milwaukee Bucks. He has a movie called Rise on Disney Plus that captures he and his family's story. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm actually going to share a little bit with y'all about how I thought I got cut from the basketball team in high school. I kind of did got cut. I kind of did got cut. I can talk. Wow. I can talk, man. That's, that's just horrible grammar. Is this the right? Here we are. I can talk people. Uh, is it not? Uh, it's not catching it. Bam. I think you can see it now. So, uh, we're going to talk about those couple of things and we're going to kick it on like just this idea of why it's so easy to quit. Now, my goal today, tonight is, uh, to convince you that quitting is the easiest thing you can do. A lot of times we quit because something is very hard because 
We're like, I'm done with this. Like, I need to move on from this or whatever. And don't get me wrong. There's a right time to walk away from things. There's a difference between walking away from something that has ran its course and giving up or quitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't actually walk away from something like, I don't know, a bad relationship. And it could be like, yo, you should walk away from this. It's abusive. It's not good. It's unhealthy. We're not trying to convince you to stay in things that are no longer healthy or good for you. And it's up to you to really understand and know the difference between something that's not good for you, unhealthy, and something that you are supposed to be doing that God has called you to do and that you should not quit on. That's what I want to talk about. Now, if you haven't rocked with my content before, I want you to know that I have over 185 audio episodes already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Audible. So the same place you listen to your audio books or any other podcast, all you got to do is search Inspire Guys People. And you can go check out all the episodes. We got some amazing interviews and things like that. But what I want to do, what my goal is with this content as we've gone video, and we're kind of at our small beginning with video. This is probably the fourth or fifth video or something like that that I've done. Here's the goal of what I'm trying to do and who I'm talking to. If you see this, I'm talking to you. If there's something on the inside of you, a purpose, a gift, something that you know, like that God put there. But the reality of it is you haven't been operating at your maximum capacity. Like you ever have something. I'll give you an example. I got a bunch of shoes. You know what I'm saying? I always keep a bunch of shoes and I got like a pair of Jordans and a few pair of Jordans that I wear like once every two years. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's to the point that it actually irritates me now. I stopped buying Jordans because I'm tired of buying something that I don't use because to me, Jordans ain't everyday shoes. Some of them I just buy them because I couldn't get them in high school or I did get them in high school. Like I'm a weird person. Like sometimes I do stuff because I couldn't do it. Sometimes you do stuff because, hey, I had those in high school. They were my favorite shoes. Let me get them again. What's my point? I don't really wear Jordans. So I started buying Yeezys because my thing is if I'm going to spend $200 on some shoes, which I don't advise you to do, you know what I'm saying? I really don't. I, it's not like I have a whole lot of Yeezys. But what's my point is I want to buy something that I can actually use. So I told my wife recently, like, I'm done buying Jordans. They're not comfortable. You know, I'm not knocking Jordan. They, they're not selling off of comfort. But I would rather have some Yeezys because to me, you know what I'm saying, Yeezys are everyday shoes. They comfortable. They got the ultra boost sole in them. Those things feel like butter. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm traveling and stuff, like Yeezys, butter, feel good. Jordans, you walking like trying not to bend. The, I ain't got time for that no more. So what's my point? I'm talking to the people out there that have something on the inside of you that God has called you to, a purpose, a gift. And here's the reality that I've learned. A lot of people have something and they don't know how to use it. They don't know what to do with it. You feel what I'm saying? And so who is this? What up? Latanya Casey and dude, what up? Thank you. I don't think I've seen your name before uh, on the show. So thank you for listening, watching, and uh, welcome to the IGP family, Spire Guys people. So what's the point? I'm talking to the people out there who have a purpose on the inside of you. So, all right, our goal is to awaken that. And we want to awaken the purpose. And then we want to help you develop the purpose nurture it and grow it 
so that you can walk in the purpose that God created you for. Look, a lot of people, a lot of us out here, I've been guilty of it in the past myself. We're walking around living life and we know we're not doing what God called us to do. And we are he hee and ha-hawing our way through life. We always look, everything got to be funny to keep our attention. You know, nothing can be about self-development or growing. I know people, you know what I'm saying, that as long as you laughing and it's a joke or it's a meme, they good. You can keep their attention. Or it's some music and a dance. The moment start talking to them about getting their credit right, start talking to them about how to buy a house, how to sell a house, how to grow your financial portfolio, how to invest, how to read the word with sound doctrine. Like we want those little quick memes and things like that. If you're that person, look, as much as I want you to watch this and support Inspire Guys people, I'm just going to be upfront with you. This is for the people who are serious about becoming who God created them to be. That's who I'm talking to. That's who I'm creating content to. The people where one episode ain't enough. You need the next step. Like there's so many people trying to sell you a dream. Oh, you could become this overnight. Oh, this, this. Okay, no, you need the step. You need not just the first step, the second, third, and so on and so forth. That's what we do here at Inspire Guys People. So let's jump into that today's content. Um, I watched this movie about Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, and his family. If you know Giannis, he's a forward for the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA and last year's NBA champion before the Golden State Warriors just won this year. So... Giannis, I advise you to watch this, this movie on Disney Plus. It's called Rise, I believe. And I'm a spoiler alert. I should say that. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's a little different when it's autobiographical, I guess. Is that what it's called? Bio, biopic or biopic? Which one is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta, you gotta educate me on some things too. But so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen or you don't know Giannis' story, I'm gonna talk about this movie today. But again, it's a movie about his life based on the true story. Not really a spoiler alert if you are familiar with Giannis. This movie inspired me. Now, first of all, the reason I like it is because their their Christian faith is represented in this movie. There's no cussing, no wild things, no wild scenes. So this is something you can actually watch with your young kids. And I advise you to. So much of the stuff out there. And like, look, Disney is getting wild, too. That's why I was actually impressed. You know, you got them praying and keeping it. Now, they don't say Jesus. I always notice in these movies and stuff, they're not going to finish that prayer off within Jesus' name. It's not going to happen. They're going to say, thank you for the food, for blessing me, keeping me. Amen. <laughs> they just skip the whole part and go, to, amen. But it's cool. We know you, Jesus. I know Giannis is a believer as well. So, all right, so here's some things. Again, spoiler alert, we're about to talk about Giannis's, uh life story and why it inspired me and why I advise you to check it out. You know what I'm saying? You feel me, Latanya? Look, I'm, I'm just trying to keep it all the way 150 on the show tonight. So Giannis, here's the first thing. They are originally from, uh, from Africa. I believe they're from Nigeria. Don't get me. Look, I'm not, I'm not the best with geography. I have a map. I have a life-size map that I used to have in my uh, office for work. And um, I still don't know where stuff is at. So don't get mad at me. I think they were originally from Nigeria. Um, Let's leave that alone. I ain't going to joke about it. Nothing. Okay. Right. You can't offend. I don't want to offend you. Amen. All right. So 
his parents had to escape to Greece, right? They were looking for a better life. They had their sons with them and they had three sons. I think it was three. They had a lot of kids. Let's just say that. But they had several sons, three to four, and they had to leave the youngest son behind. That's the first part of this. And we're talking about the the first thing I want to establish tonight is like your problems are not an excuse to quit. And a lot of us, I've been guilty of this. I'm going to share a personal story um, about my own life and myself um, after I talk about Giannis, because I want you to know I'm guilty of this as well. And it's important that we look in the mirror in our lives if we ever want to move forward, right? And so a lot of us think that when something becomes hard, yo, it's an excuse to quit. I give up. You know, so if you're in some country, you don't want to leave your small kid behind. You know, it's going to be too tough. You don't have a job. You don't have an education. That's what his parents did. And they fled to Greece. Now, here's what's amazing. While they were in Greece, and I'm just going to tell you a couple things and we're going to move on. While they were in Greece, number one, they were not um, legal citizens. So they were even hiding in Greece. The father wasn't getting uh, certain jobs because they were immigrants. And, and this is something about immigrants in general. You know what I'm saying? I'm not an immigrant at all, but I know this about immigrants, even for people who come to the United States of America. Because they have experienced something, like way, like, and, and it, it's hard sometimes when you're talking about people problems because the last thing I want to do is dismiss your problems or make it seem like since we American, we don't have problems. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm trying to say that sometimes you think you're going through the worst thing and there's some people out there that's going through worse. And so Giannis and his family, this is how bad it was. I'm going to say this one thing. Him and his brother had one pair of shoes. So when they were playing basketball, they could not be in the game at the same time because they had to switch shoes. Could you imagine? So like, they could not be in the game at the same time, fam. That's crazy. You feel me, Latanya? Like, look, it, that is so wild to me. And look, I'm the oldest of nine kids, so I got a lot of brothers. I think I got five brothers. And I could not imagine having to wait. And we grew up, we didn't have a whole lot, but I still couldn't imagine like, yo, I can't hoop because I got to put his shoes on. Here was the thing about Giannis. And again, I'm not going to give too much away. I advise you to go watch it. Their family stuck together. And when Giannis had the opportunity to go play basketball, he, he was playing for a whole different reason. Now, I want y'all to understand something about this. About three or four years ago, there was an all-star game in the NBA. And everybody knows the all-star game is when the players come and they halfway play and they just do whatever. And I was actually irritated because Giannis was in the all-star game trying hard. I'm like, what? He blocking shots. He dunking on people. He like he was trying hard. He knocked Steph Curry down. Everybody looking like, what's wrong with this guy? But then I went to watch his story. And what I want to tell you about this is some people, you you trying hard in life. You don't have no time for no games. Everybody else, he he in and ha ha in their way through life. They laughing at all the memes. You reading books while they playing games. You working on your craft. You studying. And the thing is, people will think you doing too much because they don't know what you've been through. You doing it for a whole different reason, fam. 
And this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. It's some of us out here living. We doing it for a whole different reason. Like it ain't, it ain't, what up, Shantanique? How you doing, sis? Like this ain't, this ain't the same, fam. And so when Giannis was out there in the All-Star game, y'all playing. Y'all boys then grew up and y'all got a couple dollars. Y'all got a little money. Y'all want a chain. See, some people are playing for a chain. Some people playing for a big house. Some people playing for a car. This man was playing for his family to survive. Let me tell you how crazy it got. I had to go back and rewatch the actual draft that he was in to see if the movie was telling the truth. It was so crazy that when you are a foreign player coming to the NBA draft, I don't want to go too deep and confuse anybody who's not an NBA fan. But ultimately what happens is the team can either choose to bring you over to, to the U.S. right now or they just draft the rights to you and they leave you in your country and let you develop for a minute. And because Giannis was a developmental player, he knew that it was an opportunity that some people would want to pick him and leave him over there. Oh, man, you got to understand something. But he was like, Giannis was like, no, if you want to rock with me, right, if you want to rock with me, you have to, if you want to draft me, you have to bring me now. All right, that's the first thing. And I'm happy you tuning in, Shantanique. I appreciate you. You have to bring me now, and you got to bring my family. All right. All right, y'all. See, see, some people are able to bet on themselves because they put in the work. Some of us are scared to bet on ourselves. We scared to leave a mark in the sand and draw a line in the sand and say, no, I'm not crossing this line. I'm not crossing that line because you ain't put in the work. Because you ain't really been for real about your gift. You haven't been for real about your craft. So you really can't, you really can't give nobody no ultimatums. You feel me? Do y'all feel me? Tanya, like, you can't give nobody no ultimatum if you over here playing with it. You know that God created you to do something. And you waking up late. You, you playing on your phone all day. You not reading the word. You're not serious about the word. We live like we got forever, but what I appreciate about Giannis is he was playing a game that some of us play with, but he was playing it like his life depended on it, and it's because it did. And this is where life gets crazy to me. Like, when he was an immigrant, and again, my goal isn't to dis- diminish or or like make his story worse than yours or whatever. We all got problems. I get it. But I want to be real with you. There are times that I'm watching us, um, and, and again, like I'm, I know that people on Facebook, it's people on Facebook from the Netherlands. That's my friends all over Africa, everywhere. Right. So I'm just speaking from an American perspective right now. Like there are some of us that all we do is complain about America and we don't realize that even in poverty in America, a lot of times we are living in a lap of luxury compared to other countries. And there are people who are fighting to get what you have because even though, oh, it, it might be racist. Uh, maybe you did, you lost some opportunities. Maybe somebody don't like you because of your hair. Um, All these things, right? They don't like you because of whatever. In America, we get to this point, we want people to like us. I'm digging deeper than that. 
Forget if you like me or not. I just want the opportunity, bro. Like, see, some of us trying to be liked because <laughs> we don't really know what it's like to really be in the mud for real, for real. Like we in a, I don't want to go off on us. I don't want to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to do it, y'all. But what I want you to understand is what I'm, who I'm speaking to right now is a person that knows that you have a greater purpose on the inside of you. It is time for you to awaken that purpose and stop living life plan. Stop worrying about everybody. You know what we do, right? We worry about people looking at us and judging us. We worry. I'm not the kind of person that has time to live my life worried about what everybody thinks about me. Because guess what? There's what, like 7 billion people in the world? I think it's 7 billion people in the world. You know what I've realized in life? I can only be me. Like, even if I'm jealous of somebody, even if I'm envious of them, even if I admire them or idolize them, none of that changes the reality that out of these 7 billion people, I can only be this one person. And I think that fact messes with a lot of people because they want to be somebody else. So what do we do? We try to look like other people. We get plastic surgeries and alter the way our face look. And I can't even go down the line of the surgeries people get nowadays. And look, if you got a surgery, I don't know your business. I'm just telling you, I done heard and seen some crazy stories. My point is, I think we're struggling with the fact that we are, we are who we are. Like you are you. Jen, what up? How you feeling, Jen? Who else on here? Yes, I don't have time. I'm too busy. That's listen, too busy doing what God is telling you to produce. I'm me. Like that. Look, my whole vibe is this, y'all. Look, my height. I can only be my height. And, and, and I want y'all to really try to understand what I'm saying here. I watch and observe people all the time because I like psychology. I like logic and philosophy. These are the things that I'm interested in. So I observe not to like be negative, but to understand. And one of the things that I've observed in life, and when I say I observe, I'm not always observing out. Sometimes it's introspective. I'm always looking in as well. And one of the things I know about us as human beings is like, Let's just say with like height, for instance, right? I'm 6'1". 6'1 is, I don't know, it seems a little taller than average. I could tell you that most places I go, I can look around and I'm taller than most people. But again, there's always a 6'3 guy, there's always a 6'4 guy, there's always a 6'8 guy, whatever, whatever, right? And what's my point? My point is that there's 7 billion people in the world. So... If I only know how to be okay with being 6'1 when I'm at a local church and I look around and there's 50 people and I'm taller than all of them and I feel like, oh, I'm the tall guy, right? But then I lose something when I'm around somebody who's 6'4 or 6'5, right? Like what what's interesting, I think we live life in a way where we don't know how to be who we are in every scenario. You feel me? Yeah, we got to become unbothered with the opinion of others, definitely. And part of that is being okay with who you are. Like, 
I can't change my height. Now, I, I'm not the cat. I don't want, I don't want no calf surgery. I don't want you to extend my shins. I don't like, look, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody, but I think we have to learn how to be comfortable with who God naturally created us to be and find the advantage in who you are. There's an advantage for a horse. There's an advantage for an elephant. A horse is faster. An elephant is stronger. Like you got to find your advantage. Like you, you, you have, we create these metrics that are like, yo, I give up if I can't be taller. Oh, I, I should have been lighter. I, I give up. I, I should have had curly hair. I give up. Like, no, like I'm bald headed. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm actually cool with it because I have to be cool with being me. That's not always easy. It can be challenging, but I think it's worth your time to wrestle with those thoughts and to spend time with yourself thinking and being okay with being you. If you're short, find your advantage. If you're thicker, find your advantage. If you're skinny, find your advantage. Like, because ultimately, when God created you, he had a purpose. So my perspective is in life is that I need to spend my life figuring out what God was thinking when he made me. Not questioning him is like, why me, God? Why me? I want to be darker. I want to be lighter, God. I want to be taller now. That's that's all some of us do. We spend all of our time questioning and doubting who we are. So we quit and we give up, but we're not figuring it out. What up, Crystal? Bible over everything. What up though? Y'all check out Crystal's brand. And by the way, Crystal Harris has been a guest on Inspire Guys People. So I advise you to check out that episode, which is actually entitled Bible Over Everything. And if you are new to Inspire Guys People, I advise you to check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Audible today. Just type in Inspire Guys People or even Google Inspire Guys People and listen to our over 170 episodes that are going to inspire you just like I'm doing right now while you're in bed looking at your phone like this and probably dropped it on your face three times. I won't stop, Tanya. Listen, y'all, we have to dig and be okay with being who God created us. Now, I'm not selling you on the fact that this is perfect. I'm not trying to sell you on the fact that life is just, it's just easy being you. Guess what? Uh, if you were black in 1776, well, uh, it, it might have been tough. It, oh, it's, Oh, I'm born a slave. But yet, there were still individuals who were born slaves and found out who God created them to be. Booker T. Washington, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass. These people are real people. They figured it out in the worst case scenario. I want you to understand that if all you do, all right, I'm going to give you this example. Let's first see what, what Gene said. Let's see what Jen said. Read this quote today. Learn to compliment someone without comparing. Ooh, I like that. Learn to compliment someone without comparing yourself to them. Listen, y'all. I'm not. Listen, man. Look, I, 
Jen, I'm just being honest. Y'all got to understand, man, in this life, it is very tough sometimes. That's reality. But you ever like, um, for anybody who, who highlights stuff, right? Like if you ever you had a Bible that you used to highlight, I, I highlight a lot in my phone's Bible. I should, no, I don't, I'm not going to pull out my phone. But I do a lot of highlighting in the Bible app, right? And the reason I highlight something is really two reasons. I highlighted A, because it's important, interesting, thoughtful, something new that I never thought about, whatever, or something that I want to remember. And so what actually happens is when I'm in that book again, when I'm reading it again, it stands out because I highlighted it. And I'm reminded when I read it again of how I felt when I first read it. What am I trying to say? We all have issues and things in our life. We have ups and downs. We have good and bad. The problem with some of us is we're spending so much time highlighting the bad things or the disadvantages that that's all we can remember. Whatever you highlight, that's what your mind is going to go to. That's what you're going to lean towards. That's who you are going to become. Again, if you're an elephant and all you do is say, well, I'm slow. I don't like the color of my skin. I'm not furry like a chihuahua. A chihuahua is faster than an elephant. For sure. I can't say which one I would want to be. They have advantages and they have disadvantages. And some of us try, if you're an elephant, all you want to do is look and say, but the chihuahua is so fast and furry that you're ignoring your own strength. I am the type of person, I'm just being real with you. Do not tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me what I cannot become. Don't remind me of every reason that somebody who came before me could not succeed. It's not because I'm in denial. It's not because I don't think disadvantages are real. It's because I want to highlight the parts of my story that is going to get me to where God wants me to go. And so all if all I do is remind myself every day of every disadvantage that exists in my life, I will never become who God created me to be. If all you do is wake up and watch the news, and some of us are so, y'all know, the people who watch this, I'm independent politically. I have no side that I have allegiance to. Um, I have allegiance to Christ Jesus. But I watch people who are driven by politics. And I look, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just, I'm trying to be factual. I watch y'all and I'm like, how are these people even mentally maintaining? I could never do what I'm trying to do and become who I'm trying to become if all I do is wake up every day to get triggered by a new set of news. It is, it's amazing to me. Portia Love, what up, sis? How you doing? Portia Love, I ain't seen you in a minute. Hopefully life is good down there at ATL. It looks good. I see you doing your thing, doing your music. Shout out to Portia Love. Last time I saw Portia, I bought a couple of her CDs that she had on her. That's what I do. Portia's always been cool with me. Much love to you, sister. Thank you for watching. All right. So I want to tell y'all a story about me. We talked about Giannis. We talked about why quitting is easy. And 
And I hope that you're gaining some value from this. I hope that you can share this with somebody. Subscribe on YouTube as well if you are a new watcher. We just started our YouTube channel not too long ago and trying to grow our channel. Yeah, no doubt, Portia. It's always love, man. I love seeing people grow and who God called them to be. And I pray nothing but success for your future and your life. And, um, you know, if I ever, like, try to get in one of your concerts backstage or something, maybe you'll remember me. <laughs> um, all right, so I want to tell you all a story about quitting. Because I, w- I want to say this. One of the toughest things, like, you know, my purpose is to inspire guys, people. And I'm constantly wanting to pour into people. And, and like, the reason that I'm like this is because, like, I didn't know I was going to become who I became and who I'm still growing to be. I didn't know. So growing up, I grew up on Seven Mile East Side, Detroit, in the hood. And um, all I really did was play basketball and crack jokes. Like, that was my life. Play basketball, crack jokes. You knew me from one of those two things nine times out of ten. And I really thought that basketball, rap, music, and entertainment was really the only way you can make it out of the hood in life. I literally thought that was like, that was it because we weren't really shown a lot of other things. Right. And it wasn't until later until I got into business and corporate America that I started building on a skill set that I didn't know existed. And, um, you know, I don't talk about everything I do, but God has blessed me to be able to do quite a bit, especially in the past 10 years. There's a lot that I've been able to do in business, a lot that I've been able to accomplish. And by all means, to be honest, I'm just like, Oh, if a regular person like me can do all of this, I thought you had to like be, I don't know. I thought it really took something crazy to like make money or like do big business deals or whatever. And I've been a part of all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, me, like, I mean me, but you know, me anyway. So my point is growing up, all I did was play basketball and in high school, um, really growing up, I was really, I was pretty good at basketball. I'm not going to say I was really good. I, I was, I was nice. I used to hoop in every hood. If I heard a ball bouncing, I would go there and play. I went to King high school in Detroit. King from an athletic standpoint is a very competitive school, mostly because it's one of the schools of choice. So it's downtown Detroit. People come from all over the city to go to King. Whereas like neighborhood high schools, it's just people in your neighborhood, right? So if you was known in the neighborhood, you was a hoop or whatever, you have a, a really good chance of being a baller in your neighborhood school. When you go to a school of choice like King, when everybody flocks there, some people there for different academic programs and things, it's like, yo, hoopers from all over. So it was really competitive. So this is what's crazy. I didn't even try out in ninth grade. Now, granted, all I did was play basketball all my life. I was pretty good. I had never been cut from a team, like never been told I couldn't hoop. Like I, that was not even in my mind, but I got to King my first year and I'm going to be real. I was nervous. And the reason I was nervous, I want y'all to hear this is because when I was going to King, some of the people from my neighborhood, the adults was telling me like, yo, they were telling me the names of the kids that was going to King. And it was like, yo, he a shooter. He this. And they were telling me about everybody else. And so it created doubt in me. They planted seeds of doubt in my mind. And so before I had even gotten there, I was thinking about every reason why I probably wouldn't make the team. 
I wasn't a part of an AAU program and a farm system. So nobody knew my name. I was coming to a school outside of my neighborhood where if I would have went to my neighborhood, which was Persian, I knew one of the coaches on JV. He had already told me I can come to Persian. I'm starting like I used to hoop with him all the time with one of the coaches. So he knew my game. But at King, nobody knew my name. And I go to King, and the first year I don't even try out. Now, now this is important. Quitting is so easy, y'all. And sometimes we quit before we even start. And this story gets a little deeper. I quit before I even start. But I need you to understand why I quit. Because I was young, and at that point in life, I let people tell me that I couldn't do something that I hadn't even tried to do yet. Man, I wish I can go back and redo that moment because I was definitely good enough to make it. And I'm going to tell you how I quit, though. What I did was like I made sure that, and I don't remember all the details, but I made sure that when the tryout was, I either didn't have my clothes or I, I made sure that I didn't try out. That's how crazy it is. You feel me, Tanya? Like, I had let them convince me that other people were better than me. I lost before I even started. And my fear, and this is the reason why I have Inspire God's people, because my goal is to do the opposite of that. Like, my goal is to see the best in people and see the advantage in people. Not lie to them and tell them you're not a chihuahua, but it's like, oh, you a chihuahua? Use your speed. Yeah, that's what you could do. You get you got a little light bark. I don't I hate your bark, you know, but you're feisty. Use that feistiness to get where God called you to go. Oh, you a pit bull. But first of all, first of all, fella, I, I'm gonna need you not to bite me. Okay, because your teeth lock. You get what I'm saying? You're illegal in some places and you're a little aggressive. So you might have to, I don't want you to do what a chihuahua does. I need you to actually control your your aggression. You, you see how just those two simple examples, it's not about you comparing yourself to a pit bull and thinking, oh, but they're a pit bull. They're more aggressive. They're stronger than me. It's about, no, they got something different. I'm doing something different, fella. <laughs> but not that they're better than you. So my goal is to talk to you and to present you every single week multiple days a week, every single post with content, whether I'm joking or whether I'm serious, my goal is to awaken something in you and tell you why you can do it and ignore everybody who's telling you why you can't. I don't care what the news say. I don't care what the politicians say because they're trying to get your votes or because they take nice pictures. I don't care what nobody say because they want to be screaming and or they want to be the next Martin Luther King. Um, you got to understand something. I got to say this, and I'm going to get back to my point about me quitting. When we grew up in school, the heroes were Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Sojourner Truth, Malcolm X. The, they were they were the uh, civil rights leaders, uh, were the heroes in our, and when, when I turned in my school book, those were the heroes. And so what I understand about the time that we're living in now is that because that is what heroism was presented to us as there are people, even though they're not in the exact same situation, they try to create situations to live out the, the visions that were constantly reminded and taught to us in school. 
And I'm not saying it's wrong for you to be an activist. I'm not saying it's wrong for you to be a politician. I have friends that do both of those things. I have families that are politicians and are into that. That's not my point. I'm saying we have to be careful when we're simply trying to reenact something to bring attention to ourselves. Because I'm seeing people that's like, hey, you making an Instagram reel trying to act like Martin Luther King because you standing up for some, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't stand up for some topic, but it's like, hey, bro, Martin Luther King then was out there getting a house blew up. They wasn't creating Instagram reels to get likes. Like, it's just, anyway, let me get back on point. So I quit before I even started. That was ninth grade. 10th grade, I try out. I overcame, right? And, and some of this was because you you spend a year at the school, you go hoop with people. I'm like, oh, I'm just as good as these guys. Not saying I was the best dude there. It was some, it was some nice, man, King produced, King High School produced some cold players, right? A lot of good basketball players there. I'm not even going to try to name names. Tenth grade, I trial for JV. I make the team. Pretty decent players, started some games, didn't start some games. But again, this is where I learned about AAU. A lot of the players on there, for better or worse, they were part of the AAU program. The coaches already knew them. I had to try to earn the respect of the coaches. And that was a hurdle that I never quite overcame. I had some really good games, but I can remember times in practice where I was arguing with the coach. Because I could be, you know, I don't know. I can be a, a pretty outspoken person at times. I can also be pretty laid back. But when I'm challenged, I, I tend to rise to the occasion. I can remember a time in, in practice that my coach was telling me I couldn't guard a player, couldn't whatever, and I was going at it with that player uh, pretty much back and forth, and I, I held my own. That was 10th grade. That was varsity. J, I mean, JV. We get to 11th grade varsity. I try out for the team, and the tryout isn't one day. The tryout for basketball in my high school was over a course of maybe weeks or a month. I don't know how long it was. It basically was like basketball practice. You come to basketball practice. They separate the people who are on the team versus the people who are trying out, but we're doing the same thing. So they may put you in group A, group B, whatever, but it's lifting weights, it's running, it's scrimmaging, all of those things. So in 11th grade, I was doing those things. I was feeling good because I ended my JV school year for basketball pretty strongly. Um, had a really strong, like 22 point game against Northwestern high school where I led a comeback and long story short, I get to 11th grade and I remember the coach, I went from being with the, the actual team. In that group, they started putting me in a group with the team. So I started getting confident like I made it. And then one day they put me in a group with the other, with the other group that, 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 that wasn't the real team. And I eventually ended up getting cut in high school on the basketball team in 11th grade. One of the most embarrassing and, 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 and toughest times of my life because I loved basketball. And this was the first time in my life that I had been told that I wasn't good enough to play basketball. So I come back in 12th grade, same exact tryout. Honestly, a lot of the same people. Y'all got to understand how deep this is. The coach started doing the same stuff to me. I got put with the regular team. And then I got put with the team that wasn't the team, the people who were trying out after I got put with the regular team. He did the exact same thing to me that he did the year before. But this time, I stood my ground and I was like, I'm out of here. 
and I walked out of the gym. But I need you to hear me out. At least, at least for 10 years, 12 years after high school, at least, I literally thought I got cut. This is how crazy quitting is. It's so deep. When you quit in life and you create excuses to quit because it doesn't look like you're going to win, you actually convince your own self. So I was walking around for 10 to 10 to 12, whatever years telling people I got cut from the team in 12th grade. I was mad at the coach. I literally was mad at the coach. Um, yeah, Crystal, it was, it's, it was crazy. So I walked around all these years telling people that I got cut being mad at the coach. And I don't know what happened y'all a couple years. I'm talking, this is in the last two to three years, like right before COVID. I don't know if I was thinking about it one day or what happened. And I was like, yo, I didn't get cut. He didn't actually cut me. I quit because I thought I was going to get cut. Because I saw things not going to my advantage. And I'm going to tell y'all what's crazy. After I quit, I remember standing, because I used to still hoop with these guys. I used to still hoop with them. I had friends on the team. I was standing in practice with them one day. They were practicing. And I was just in the gym watching them. And the coach came over and stood, the head coach came over and stood next to me. And he pointed at the players out there. And he said to me, that should be you. Woo. Woo. What up, Kay? The coach looked at me and said, that should be you. I'm, I'm not lying to y'all for at least 12 years of my life. I could not understand why he said that. I was mad at him. Because in my mind, I had convinced myself. I was like, I'm, I'm talking about for years, I would think like, why did he say that stupid jump? Was he just rubbing in the fact that he cut me? Was he rubbing in the fact that I would, that he didn't think I was good enough? How could you cut me and then tell me I'm better than people? So I had started convincing myself he cut me because he didn't like me. I literally was going around in my life carrying this for years that this guy didn't like me. I was more than good enough at the very least, to be on the bench. Nobody is going to tell me I wasn't good enough to at least be on the bench or be a practice player. Why did this guy cut me from the team? But what he was saying to me that day was, why did you quit? Woo. He was literally telling me that's supposed to be you out there. He wasn't mad at me. He wasn't trying to be funny. What he was trying to say was, yes, it got hard. Yes, I challenged you like the year before. Yes, I know the year before when you got challenged, you lost. But what happens in life is you learn, you get stronger, you build up, you have what it takes. And sometimes God will put challenges and obstacles in front of you to prove your strength and prove his strength. The Bible says, in my weakness, your strength is made perfect. Sometimes God just wants us to be weak so he can be strong. He don't want us to be weak so we can quit. I walked out of that gym. Now, here's the thing. I can't go back to high school. I can never find out, you know, how good I could have been 
if I would have just gave it a try. You say you had something similar in Mumford. That's crazy. We probably beat Mumford that year. Anyway, Mustangs versus Crusaders. But you know what I can do? I can use that moment as motivation to remind myself of a time that I quit too soon. A time that I didn't even give myself an opportunity to know what I could become because I was scared of the outcome. And it wasn't until I looked in the mirror that I could actually learn from that situation. But I spent years blaming somebody else because I gave up early. My point with sharing this with you is that I want you to understand that although quitting is easier in the short term, it's harder to live with in the long term. There's nothing I can do to go back and find out. That's hard. That's tough. All I can do is use that situation as an example for other situations. So when you see me always talking about my podcast, when you see me, what, it's 1130, almost 12 o'clock midnight my time. Well, the reason I'm doing a podcast late tonight is because I have business travel this week. I had travel last week. You know, I travel for business for my corporate role. And I'm not going to be able to produce podcasts and things on particular days. So I have to work, make sure, get everything done. Make sure my house was taken care of. The grass was cut today after work, all that. Da, da, da. Then come to the studio, produce a podcast, talk to you because I'm doing this for something different. I'm like, Giannis, this ain't about like, I want, I want to share something with you. And again, this ain't, this ain't about me. I'm really trying to inspire you. There are people that want to be influencers. There are people that want to uh, do podcasts and things to be famous. I don't want to be famous. There are people that's doing something, you know, just to be liked or go viral. I'm not trying to go viral. I'm really not. That's it. Probably sound crazy. I'm not trying to go viral. What I've learned in this life is a lot of times we can't truly discover our purpose because we haven't submitted and surrendered our purpose to God. The thing that's amazing about God. I can only tell you what he did for me when I really made it about him and made it about behind the scenes and, and less about, you know, we can be liked in the, it's like, you could get a lot of, I got posts that and got 150,000 likes. I got a post this year that got 150,000 likes or 200,000 shares or something like that. It's crazy. The, the thing about that though, is when that happens, it ain't even, I'm like, who are these people? They, it's people arguing on my posts. I'm like, this don't even have nothing to do with me no more. So I'm not trying to go viral because going viral just reach a lot more people on a surface level. I'd rather reach less people at a deeper level. I'm trying to connect. Thank you so much, Crystal. Appreciate you, Jen. And Kay. And so what I've learned is that, like, see, I spent years... And again, I'm just sharing this to inspire you not to like make, this ain't about me. It's, it's so weird talking about yourself. That's why I don't share a lot of stuff. But like, I spent years focusing on me, meaning me just being who I am, not trying to convince people that I am who I am, not trying to convince people that I'm successful, not trying to show off things or do weird things to like gain people's affection. 
No, I just actually became something. And what I found out was that when you actually just become who God wants you to be, then you don't have to have all these ulterior motives because it's like, likes don't pay my bills, but my bills are paid. (laughs) So it's like, likes don't give me good credit, but I have great credit. So it's like, I spent so many years like actually just working on stuff that mattered that I don't have to do weird things for people to like my content. Like, because it's real. Like the, everything I talk about actually happened when I talk about success or business or something like I've actually done, I've actually been a part of multi-million dollar business deals and negotiations in real life. Like now that's whether I can create a video to capture it or not. I've actually been in the room. Like I've been a part of business. I was a part of a business deal in 2021 that, that, that was announced on Yahoo finance and Forbes. Like I've been a part of creating a, a, um, a multi-million dollar brand from scratch, like literally creating the logo, working with marketing agencies, the story, um, the message, all these things. So like my point is, and again, like this is where it gets weird. Cause I don't want to talk about me. What I'm saying to you is this. It, Thank you, Jen. Thanks for understanding. What? Yeah, I'm going to talk my talk. The reason I'm doing this is because people can look at you. And the first thing people do now is like they try to see how many followers you have or how is your online presentation? it's, It's like, yo, I'm not trying like I'm sharing this with you to inspire you to to challenge you. Let's stop trying to act like something and be it. Okay, let, let me just say it this way, right? This is a cup. This is an Inspire Guys People cup, by the way. I don't know if you can see that or not. Uh, Why is the autofocus not captured? There we go. Inspire Guys People cup. Now, whether you like it or not, this is a cup. It, it It's... It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be liked. It doesn't have to, to prove it's a cup. It just sits on this desk in, in, in cups and and it does what cups do. What am I saying? When you submit to who Christ called you to be, you won't have to run around trying to tell everybody. You'll just be it. Go walk into a parking lot full of cars and tell me how many cars are telling you they're a car. When something is something, it don't have to say it's something. It just has to be it. You feel me? So my whole thing is be who God called you to be. And I'm going to sum it up. I'm going to end it with this. You're going to have to take the time to develop and find out who you are. You know, a lot of us, we we get in relationships and we get to know people. We have friends or loved ones and romantic relationships. And we go through this process of getting to know a person. And we ask them a thousand questions and we find out what their favorite color is and their favorite candy and where they like to go. And sadly, a lot of us live our entire lives 
and never have those conversations with ourselves. We don't know ourselves because we haven't taken the time to get to know ourselves. We haven't asked ourselves the right questions. What do you like? Where do you like to go? What's your favorite color? Like, what do you think about that? What do you think about this? Get to know yourself deeply. Get to find, know who God wants you to be deeply. You cannot live life on the surface and find your purpose. Oh, that's a bar. You can't live life on the surface and find your purpose. I know it gets hard, so you want to quit because you get nervous. Don't get me to rapping, y'all. Don't do it. Don't get me to rapping. Not this late. It's late. Get to know yourself. And then once you get to know yourself, be okay with who God made you. Be okay with all your flaws. All the things about you. Look, I got flaws for days, man. I'm not perfect. I'm the most regular person. But I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, don't do me like that. You're going to still <laughs> you're going to steal a bar. I'm going to be honest with you, man. You got to just be confident. Some of us like listen, y'all don't understand. Like I'm not painting on my beard. I ain't like I'm going to say you repent. You're going to repent for a later fam. You wild. It, it's people. Thank you, Crystal. Yeah, I be watching people painting on a lineup, painting on a beard. Like, cause you want your beard line up here to look like, bro, I'm a, I'm a walk in so confident on my junk, like bald head confident. Like you got to be okay with it, fam. It's 7 billion people in the world. I can't be, listen, Steve Harvey daughter didn't want Michael B. Not, not, this is exactly what I'm talking about in life. You got girls who scream every time this guy comes out. Like they in love, right? And then a girl actually gets with him <laughs> and she don't want him. Mike B ain't even good enough. Now, what's perfect to somebody on the on the outside looking in? What's my point? My point is, it's 7 billion people in the world. So not even the flyest dudes. Here, here's the point I'm making, right? It's people out here that look perfect. They fine. They talented. They gifted. People scream, fall out every time they walk in a room. And they just as single as you are. And that's not a knock at them. I'm not knocking Mike B. Like, he a fly dude. I'm not knocking him at all. What I'm saying is, when I look at life, see, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I just, I approach it differently. I'm looking at life and I'm like, dang, if, if Mike B ain't enough, <laughs> that's Creed. That's, uh, that's Black Panther cut. Like, but dang, if he ain't, I'm not about to jump around and do tricks to be liked by y'all if y'all don't even like Mike B for real. Like, you know, what I'm, look, Will Smith was the man for me growing up. Fresh Prince of Be like, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know how it is, Jen. You know, when you listen to the podcast, you know, the you know what it is. I keep telling people they need to listen to the pod. Will Smith was the man when I was growing up. Everybody wanted to be like Will. We wanted to dress like Will, talk like Will, walk like Will. Will gets with Jada. Jada wants Pac. Pac been dead for 20 years. God rest his soul. I'm not trying to be funny. But I'm like, dang, Mike Lowry ain't enough for you? Mike Lowry? What 
the silky smooth suit with the button. Oh, we'll be fly. I'm like, well, dang, will ain't enough. Like, and what I'm, what I'm trying to say is how, why would I, I just want y'all to understand something. Why would I come on the internet or in real life trying to be liked by everybody? I'm going to say something that's going to hurt some feelings. <laughs> Look, time, you got to. Y'all got to understand. I'm like, dang, Will was on the Fresh Prince getting every girl. And then he gets with the one girl in the world where he ain't enough. I'm like, dang, Will ain't enough. Will like 6'2". He did the Ali movie. Now he got the muscles going. He like, he never lost his hair. He fly. He can. It's Will. It's Mike Laurie. Muhammad Ali. The pursuit of happiness. Will can act. He can look like a bum and kill the role. He can look fly and kill. It's Will Smith is slapping Chris Rock because he married the one girl where he wasn't enough for. But I'm trying to tell y'all, dog, I don't got time to be trying to make y'all jaders like me. I look at the world as a bunch of Jada Pickens. Like, you know what? If Will Smith and Mike B ain't enough for y'all, Mr. 20 mil, he, the bad boy, 20 mil? I should walk out of this studio right now. What I'm trying to tell you is this. No matter, like, no matter what I do, let's say I went viral. Let's say I had a million followers. That doesn't mean a million people like me. That means a million people know who I am or a million people want to be in my business. One thing I've learned in life is that people build you up to tear you down. And so the importance of becoming who God called you to be behind the scenes and not just trying to be something in the public eye is that you need to be fortified in your foundation of who you really are. You need to be content. Paul said, I could be a base or I can be a bound. That means I could be at the bottom of the mountain or I could be at the mountain top. I can be rich. I can be poor. And it's not until we have that level of contentment in who God created us to be that we can even properly walk in our purpose. Because look at the people in the world who seem to have it all and it ain't even enough. So my thing is, why would I try to live my life? trying to be a star to people trying to act like something. And, and this, this might hurt. This might hurt. Some of us put so much time into acting like something that we disappoint everybody that meets us in real life. That's a stinger. Ooh, dagger. Ooh. That hurts. Some of us put so much effort into faking like we're something that people, you realize that there are real people in the world who are going to see you in real life one day. So it's like, so y'all want me, I'm come on Instagram every day. I, I, I be seeing people, look, I watch, I watch how y'all do it. It's like, you on IG, you, uh, 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 e, uh, uh. Then I see you in real life and you looking like, uh, e. Like, oh, you don't look, okay. Okay, Jay, you took the filter off your face. Okay, I see. 
Listen, bro, I'm just saying it's certain things that we do out here. Oh, Elijah, what up, boy? Listen, listen, people, it's certain things we do out here. And we acting like people ain't going to find out one way or another. It's like, bro, Jay, they going to find out you skinny, dog. Stop trying to act buff on camera. Like they going to see you in real life and you going to be skinny, bro. My whole thing is to say, don't give up just because you're not perfect. Don't doubt yourself just because you're not perfect. Don't doubt God just because you're not perfect. Don't ask God, why me? As in, why did you make me like this? Ask God, why me? As in, what do you want me to do with this? I ask God, why me? Meaning, yo, okay, why did you make me like this? What do you want me to do with this? Where can I find the advantage in who you made me? How can I navigate life with who you made me? How can I communicate? How can I grow my family? How can I take care of what you called me to take care of? Not how can I wake up and go on the internet and try to act like something. We need to find out who God called us to be. I feel you, Kay. And when you find out who God called you to be, be okay with it. And understand that even Mike B, Michael B. Jordan can't get a girlfriend these days. Will Smith can't make his wife happy. So you know what? Your life ain't that bad. <laughs> Your life ain't that bad. Because this is what we think. We think if I only had this, if I only gained 10 pounds of muscle, if I only lost 10 pounds, we think that the action is going to change something that only God can change internally. See, the Bible says, be ye transformed, not by the renewing of your bank account, not by the renewing of your weight, not by the renewing of this surgery. It says, be ye transformed, you feel me, Jen? By the renewing of your mind. We focusing on all this other stuff, blaming other people because life ain't perfect. Coach, you put me on the other team. You did this, and we're doing all of that, and the real battle is in your mind. Mike Fry, what up, bro? How you feeling, man? Good to see you on here. It's in your mind, people. And so what ends up happening is we're putting Vaseline on a gunshot wound. We keep trying to change outer things when God is really trying to change who we are on the inside. We keep trying to change who we are in public to change our brand. And I understand the importance of all that, but you got to be careful with branding. You got to be careful with all that because you will create something for people that is a lie. So I tell people all the time, man, you could do a commercial. I said this last week, like you could play any kind of music. Just play a soft violin behind me right now. And I can say, you see this cup, this cup, it's been treated poorly. Poor cup. It's a white cup with black letters on it. The cup is mixed. It's a mixed cup. My God. My God. Why? Why are you black on the inside and white on the outside cup? Because that's what your creator wanted you to be. We have to learn how to be okay. I'm going to say this. This is completely, completely, completely off topic. 
I want to talk about race for one second and I'm going to get out of here because it's late and I don't know what I'm going to say. When it comes to race, you know, I've sat back and watched the narrative over the last couple years. And y'all know, as believers, this show is about faith and business. I believe that God has called us as believers right now to be united by faith. And problems, I said this all the time, problems create opportunities. So when I saw the problems in the world over the last couple of years, meaning all of the race wars and the political tension and the negativity, whenever I see problems, I look for opportunity. It's just how I'm built right now. I see problems and I'm like, where's the opportunity in this? Where's the opportunity for me to connect with brothers and sisters from different races and nationalities? And how can in the midst of all of this evil and chaos, because the devil operates in chaos, God likes order. Where, what can we do? And for two years, we created content about being united by faith. And we never, I've never said anything to uh, try to pull us apart as races, especially as believers. Here's something I want you to think about. We talked earlier about what you highlight in your life, you will become. I understand the reality of the injustices and the, you know, harsh reality of slavery and things in America that black people have gone through in the past. Also understand that a lot of racism still exists. I've definitely been a victim of racist people and have experiences and stories that I could tell to you one day. But what I also know is that everybody's not racist. All white people don't hate me. All white people aren't evil. All black people aren't victims. I mean, there's some privileged black people. Um, I think about slavery and the Civil War and the fact that the Confederate states were fighting to keep slavery basically as a business because that's where their money came from in those states. And you had these northern states that were fighting for the freedom of blacks. And I asked myself something one day. I'm like, well, I know we could be mad at the white people in the Confederate states who were fighting to keep us enslaved. But why don't we ever talk about the white people that fought for our freedom? Why don't we spend time talking about some of the white people that were opening up their homes for the Underground Railroad? There's a reason why I'm saying this, because even the people who lived during that time of slavery understood that they needed to be united to grow and to make change. And uh, Booker T. Washington did not hate all white people. He worked with white people to build schools for black people. Um, it took white people and black people being willing to unite for growth. Why, why am I saying this? When we talk about quitting is easier, I mean that across the board. It's easier. I've watched a lot of people leave the faith in the last couple of years because they are believing the lies. There's some people, some black people, a lot of black people I know are going to like witchcraft or black religions and things like that because they're believing the lie that the devil wants them to believe. What I want to tell you is quitting is way easier than sitting back and looking at the facts and really trying to grow and say, God, what do you want me to do? Let's find opportunities 
for the church to come together across all our races and our cultural differences. And a lot of them, we will understand our cultural and that some of them can be funny. Some stereotypes are true. I like chicken wings and watermelon. I really do, but I can't really dance. You get what I'm saying? Um, I'm not going to talk about none of the white stereotypes because I'm not white. I don't want to offend nobody. My point is as believers, man, we have to find a way to come together. I'm challenging y'all when the rest of the world is looking for ways to be divided as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, regardless of how you vote um, or what side of the tracks you live on, find a reason to be united by your faith. Because I want one Christian to point out something to me more important than the blood of Jesus Christ. If you could do that, then I'll pledge allegiance allegiance to it. If you can prove to me that it's one president over here or one political party over here, I'll pledge allegiance to it. If you can convince me, show me in the Bible where it says that's more important than my brothers and sisters being united in faith in Christ Jesus. We are so caught up in all of the negativity that we're missing the bigger picture. If we focus on Jesus, he will guide us to our purpose and show us who we really are. You feel me, Mike? I don't buy into all this stuff. Now, again, there are some realities that we all have to live with and deal with. I've done it. I've had conversations with white believers and we've talked about challenging things. We've asked each other challenging questions. And guess what? We didn't solve world hunger along the way. So we got to realize that we got to give people grace as well. And we can't just give up on, on God because things are a little tough. So what I want to say to you today, um, what I want to end with is the world, the macroeconomics seem crazy. Gas is high. Wars are happening. Rumors of wars, all the things that are happening. Um, you got inflation and unemployment and, you know, money printing and all kinds of things going on in the world. And thank you, Crystal. And what, what I want to say to you is that when all that's going on, who are the real believers that are willing to stand on the word of God? I'm talking about in the midst of the fire, when it don't look, when it look like you ain't going to make the team. See, I walked out of that gym. I walked out of that gym because it looked like I wasn't going to make the team and I'm not doing it again. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing this for a whole different reason. You need to find your purpose and find your reason, because when you find that, you won't be easily swayed. Some of us are easily swayed and we want to give up, to be honest, because our reason for doing it in the first place is flaky. You want to be a singer because you went to the Kurt Franklin concert and saw 20,000 people screaming his name. And you want 20,000 people screaming your name. And you didn't convince yourself that your purpose is to be have your name in lights. Meanwhile, Jesus went through his whole ministry uh, healing and delivering people, literally giving eyesight to the blind and saying, don't tell nobody. And you think your calling is for everybody in the world to know your name. We think that it, that's a calling and a purpose. Oh, come on, bruh. I just, we, we can't, this, this can't be real. We can't be this naive. What I'm looking for through Inspire Guys people, the reason I create this content, I'm looking for the believers who are willing to stand in the midst of when it don't look right. When it look like, I don't know, we might lose. When it look like, yo, this ain't really, I hate white people. I'm saying that as like, I got to be careful because somebody could just cut that part of the video. 
Could you imagine somebody cutting that part of the video out? Maybe that's how I go viral. I hate white people. Man, I watch a lot of this stuff, and I'm like, yo, we we acting like kids. We letting people step in our house and divide us that easily? Come on, man. We better than that. Inspire God's people, I want you to understand that we stand on a Bible. We stand on God's word. And I believe that as believers, it don't matter where you look. I'm black and I'm from the east side of Detroit. But I don't think that means that anything other than like being proud of who I am and my culture and things. I think there's a difference of being proud of who you are and finding your identity in yourself versus Christ Jesus. And so what I'm looking for is believers across the world that want to be united by faith, who want to stick together and grow in God's word. And I want to encourage you in your brand and your purpose and your calling. Don't be afraid to stand on God's word. Don't be afraid to say, no, I'm not going to be a part of the division. I'm going to be a part of bringing us together. I'm going to look for the opportunity and the problem because problems always create opportunities. There is an opportunity at play right now. I don't necessarily know everything. I don't know what everything is, but I'm telling you both spiritually, naturally, financially, there are opportunities that are existing in the world today that lead me to believe that we may be living in the time of the greatest opportunity in history. Let's see what Sierra says. What up? There's definitely a balance of love that's needed from white and black people. But every time black people build communities like Black Wall Street, black people get targeted even in today's age, too. Sierra. And those are. All right. So let, let's let's say this. When I look at things like uh, Black Wall Street or things like that, I agree with you. There's some dynamics of it when I when I really dig into it is. I try to be careful and look at everything. Not everything in a vacuum. So there's obvious truth to the fact of what happened at Black Wall Street. But then there's also the fact I got to deal with like, all right, if I fast forward to right now, because you said right now, too. And so with a statement like that, what I like to do, and I'm not debating or disagreeing with you, but what I like to do is say, okay, what does that mean? When we say right now, too, like what's our main example? And then I like to look at that example. And then maybe there's another example, and I look at that as its own example. The reason I'm saying that is because I think when we lump things together and we generalize them, we can create the narrative that black people can't do anything without being targeted. And I know that that like, that's not completely the truth because especially in our world today, because there are a lot of organizations that have grants for black owned businesses that are specifically investing into black communities and things like that as well. And then I think the responsibility becomes on us to then in turn do the right thing with the investments and do the right thing to grow the business. Um, I've also been a part um, in the corporate world of creating partnerships with minority businesses, black owned businesses, um, and have directly been involved in aligning people and businesses to get um, I don't want to put dollar amounts, but I can't talk about some of the confidentiality, but 
I mean, I've been a part of deals and um, partnerships. I've developed some partnerships um, that have specifically gone to help black businesses. And the reason I'm talking about this now is to say, we have to be careful to understand the moment in time we live in. So this is my opinion. This is me just giving an opinion now separate of that. I believe we are living in the historic time of the greatest opportunity ever in human history. I believe that. Financially, like I just believe that five to 10 years from now, we are going to see the people who took advantage of right now. And sometimes when you're living in a historic moment, it's hard to understand it in the moment of time that it's in. And so I'm challenging anybody who listens to the content that I create to actually try to understand the moment in time you're living in. I'm going to give an example. So black people, because because Sierra brought up a good point about black people. So if I'm focused on the 1960s when my mama was born and stuff, then I could be telling myself, man, ain't no, no opportunity out here for black people. Ain't this, this and this, right? I could be so focused on that that I'm not, I'm, I promise you, anybody just Google brands who have donated or committed money to the black community. You will see that in the last two years, I will almost promise that it's probably close to 500 million to a billion dollars that has been specifically given towards the black community. There are black brands in target Amazon created an entire um, team and workforce uh, around initiatives to bring in black businesses. What am I saying? So if I'm a black owned business during this time and I keep telling myself that everybody is against me, like I'm in the sixties while I'm saying that, I could be missing the opportunities that are standing before me because I'm finding so much glory in the pain. And this is one of the things that is challenging, I think, in our community is that so much of our identity is within our struggle that we don't know who we are outside of it. And I'm telling you, black people, I'm telling you, black people, we better learn who we are outside of the hood and the struggle really soon. Because your kids and we are entering a moment in time now where all black people ain't, and I don't know the numbers and the statistics, but it ain't the same amount of black people that's from the hood as it was 20 years ago. A lot of these black kids now from the suburbs, even if I look at like the NBA, the NBA is now producing kids of millionaires. LeBron kids are about to be in the NBA in two years. So, I know your story, LeBron. I hear you loud and clear, clear, bro. But your kids ain't from Akron. Your, your kids ain't from that struggle. And so what I'm saying is that if we don't wake up and realize who we are outside of our struggle, we'll never be able to grow beyond it. And I think sometimes that's why we always gravitate back towards the hood because it's so much of who we think we are. But the hood is an imaginary place. I know that they there was red lines and I know the history. I know all the reasons, not all of them, but I know a lot of the reasons why we ended up there. But there's a difference between why you ended up somewhere and why you stayed somewhere. And what I want to challenge people on, even us right now, the point of this. Okay, I understand you in a tough situation. 
I understand Giannis Antetokounmpo that y'all had to flee Nigeria to go to Greece and you're really illegal aliens in Greece and don't have your citizenship and you sharing shoes with your brother, but don't miss this opportunity to go to the NBA. What I'm telling you is, I get it. We we know the history, but do we know our future? Like, like I feel like, we do a great job of learning the history of why we are in our struggle and do a horrible job at getting ourselves out of it. So I just challenge anybody. I challenge anybody who is highlighting every struggle in their life. All right, see here, I'm going to say this about what you said, because it just, I don't know if you were on earlier when I talked about the team in 11th grade, I did, I got cut from the basketball team. And in 12th grade, they started doing the same thing they did in 11th grade, but it did not mean the same thing that it meant before. What I'm saying is, don't give up on what y'all doing just because Black Wall Street happened years ago, and it might look like they're trying to do the same thing now. Don't make this, don't quit because it looked like you're not going to win. Don't quit because, thanks, Mike. Like a lot of times we give up and we don't even try because it don't look like we going to win. What I'm telling you is get past that. Get past it. Because if not, you're going to miss the opportunity, the greatest opportunity. I believe we're about to see the greatest transfer of wealth in human history over the next two to five years. I believe we're going to see um, the greatest transfer of like, again, We're going to look up and there's going to be a higher percentage of black people that are executives in corporate America that have money that live in certain neighborhoods. And so then the question becomes, who are you when you're no longer who you were? What I like about David is David was a great king, but he wasn't always a king. But when he became the king, And he made some mistakes. We know that. But he was still a man after God's own heart. What I'm saying to you is that God is going to elevate you if you follow and trust in him. And if you don't find your identity in Christ, that's where survivor's remorse come up. That's where guilt from success comes from, because the only thing we feel comfortable in sometimes is our struggle. We feel comfortable when we in the gutter and. You know, ain't nobody got nothing. And we could tell everybody I came from nothing and we ain't had nothing. But we get uncomfortable when we have something. We uncomfortable with our blessings. Yo, you got to get comfortable. <laughs> tell it. I'm trying to tell y'all. We are living in the the, op- the greatest opportunity in hum- human history. And if you don't get comfortable with being blessed, if you don't get comfortable, like we say all this stuff. I want to be the head, not the tail, the the lender and not the borrower. And then you become the lender and don't know what to do. You ain't even comfortable with it. You got to get comfortable being blessed. Get comfortable being blessed. Get comfortable being a believer. Get comfortable being a person that say, be united by faith when the rest of the world wants to be divided by race. You feel me, Crystal? Like, Like some of us ain't even comfortable with it. Who are you when you're no longer who you were? Jackie, what up? 
I had to be careful. Uh, I'm really going to wrap up with this. I had to be careful, y'all, because growing up, when you grow up in poverty and around poverty, that's all people want you to remind, want to remind you of. And to the point in our community, we so toxic, we call people sellouts when they, when they get blessed and grow beyond it. That's so weird to me. But then we idolize the celebrities who like nobody called Beyonce a sellout. She, her kids you think Beyonce kids going to go to school with your kids. They're not going to no public school. Do you better get comfortable being blessed? You better get comfortable. See, if you, if you keep telling yourself, I'm a sellout if I grow, I'm a sellout if I move on, I'm a sellout if I do better, then you will always continue to stay in the struggle. But then while you're in the struggle, you will always blame people for why you're there. I don't under, I don't understand it. No, it doesn't. No, that's because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me either. Does it make sense to you? No, it doesn't make sense. Who are you when you no longer who you are? I know your identity when you in the hood and when you ain't got no money and y'all ain't had none, but who are you when you had some? Who are your kids going to be? Because your kids ain't coming from where you coming from, are they? You know, if all the other kids in the suburbs are sellouts, who are your kids when you move to the suburbs? Huh? Got to be comfortable with your blessing. You got to find out who you are on the other side of your struggle. That happens behind the scenes. That happens in, in, in spending time with God. That doesn't happen on the internet. There's nobody that can convince me of too much of anything through an Instagram reel. And I do Instagram reels, so I'm not talking about, I'm not talking bad about them. But I'm saying like, some of the stuff we doing is weird. Like, and I'm not, I don't, I got to stop. It's getting late. You know, you get more honest. Some people get honest when they get drunk. I, the later it get, I'm just going to be more real with you. It's like some of the stuff we doing is weird. Like you grabbing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out, out the refrigerator and you got a motivational speech behind you. Like you changing the world. Listen, bro. All I see is peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> you okay. Any of us can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Like you're not the, the caption. We take a picture, we treat a photo shoot like it's success. And it's like, my credit score is still 350, but I took a photo and then put the caption on there that I'm changing the world. And now I think the world changed. I'm sorry, y'all. It's I got to get out of here. It's getting late. Thank you so much for listening, watching, and rocking with me. Uh, Mike, y'all got to pray for me, bro. Uh, Elijah, I feel you, man. I'm, tr- I'm trying. I know. It's like I'm being too honest now. Um. Look, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, I know a lot of people are watching on Facebook and stuff, but please check out the YouTube channel, Inspire Guys People. I'll put a link in the comments um, after this live stream. Uh, share this with somebody. Um, and uh, what somebody say? 350 credits. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just keeping it 100 with y'all. What up, Lori? What up? What up, Lori? How you feeling? Love you, cuzzo. Listen, fam. I, I'm Look. There's people out here with a 300 credit score and you, you walking on some waves trying to act like you didn't change the world. I don't even want to get into it. Look, I'm not trying to clown nobody. I'm really not. What I'm really trying to say is be who you are and stop trying to be who you not and stop trying to prove to somebody that you are somebody. And I understand that that could be challenging. I have to remind myself of that. Like, yo, you don't have to prove nothing. Like you are you. Like, I'm me. It's 7 billion people in the world. 
but I got to be comfortable with being this one person. My job is to be this one person and maximize it. When I stand before God, when it's all said and done, he know he made me who I am. He ain't, God ain't going to say you wasn't tall enough or you wasn't it. Like, no, he know who you, he made you to be. You don't have to change and alter yourself. You can grow, you can evolve, but God know who he made you, who the essence of who he created is. That's your responsibility is to be that person. Not to be perfect. I, I want to say this before I go, and I'm really about to be done. More stuff just come in my head. I was a, uh, so, all right. I had seen over the pandemic that it was becoming more popular for girls to get like surgeries and stuff. And um, not just girls, really people getting surgeries. And I don't, I'm not, this is not a criticism at all, like at all. But I know like, was it the BB, the B, BBD, BVD, B, BBL? Um, I know that a Brazilian butt lift. I know a lot of people. Now, I don't know where that came from. My guess is it got to be Kim Kardashian or somebody on TV had to start doing this. Because when that stuff hit the hood, I'm like, people in the hood getting getting $1,000, multi-thousand-dollar surgery? Like, what's going on? Like, who didn't – did Beyonce do a song or what What happened? Like, what in the world? Like, I, it's like it's a lot. Dudes is getting six-pack surgery. I'm like, oh, my Lord, hold on. That sound kind of – hold on. We might need to do that one. But but still, how much is it? Um. But when that happened, y'all, and I hope this really blesses somebody, I started researching because this is I want I want to share with you how my mind works and how I think of things like. And it, it might bless you. I started thinking. Wow. Well, what have what have been attractive body types through history? So, like, if if women today in the in the 2020s want to get um a smaller stomach and a bigger butt and bigger boobs has like that's what's considered beauty now but what happened like does beauty change i ask myself does beauty go in and out of style and i and i sh i'm going to do a show on it i'm going to do a show on this now i'm going to do a video and show y'all the pictures i don't know maybe the pictures are a little compromising but when you study history i studied the history of women female beauty based on their body types and through different centuries, people were literally attracted to different things. Like it was one century, I forget what it was, where they were attracted to smaller boobs, for instance. And I thought to myself, this is how trivial this is. Like God didn't create you based on what was popular during the time that you're alive. So you don't realize that life is bigger than that. Oh, you, okay. So I'm not the only one. That's good to hear, Jen. You studied it too. When you study that, I would advise anybody who is, um, self-conscious and insecure about their body and things like that. Just study history, study the history of the, of, 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 I don't know what, what I was searching when I studied this, but it was essentially, um, body types through history and attractiveness. And what it helped me realize was like, yo, hey, some of y'all just, you just, you might be ahead of your time. It might be like, you know what? Y'all don't even know. Tall, skinny dudes in 2060? Woo, I would have been the man. Like, I ain't the man now, but 2060? I'm just ahead of my time, baby. That's all it is. I'm just ahead of, 
Like you got to learn how to live with this stuff in a different way and not allow yourself to let the people around you that just so happen to be alive during the time that you are convince you of beauty based on their their limited perspective. And that is essentially my point. We all have limited perspective based on the culture and society that we live in. But God did not create you in that way. He created you based on beauty. We're made in his image, fearfully and wonderfully made, not in the image of 2022, not in the image of Kim Kardashian and whatever celebrity is famous right now. No shade to Kim, but you were created in the image of God. God expands all time. So God didn't create you. You just got to understand like your beauty supersedes time. The wonders and the greatness and the gifts and the purpose in you go far beyond the 80 to 100 years that we get blessed to live on this earth, Lord willing. We get so caught up in this little snap of time, this little glimpse of time that we live in. Well, in the grand scheme of, listen, maybe I would have been the man in the 1700s. I don't know. You might not have been able to tell. And maybe my ancestors was like, yup, you just, man, you was born too late because we was killing it tall and skinny. And is that my point, man, is just find a way to be comfortable being who God created you to be and understand that it's bigger than right now. The next episode I'm going to do is about leaving a legacy. Um, I already got all the content. I'm going to share some slides and some things. Um, and that'll probably be later this week, probably Thursday. But we're going to uh, talk about why it's important for you to leave a legacy. That's episode 170 of Inspire Guys People to Podcast. Um, and again, I advise you to check out the podcast on audio, Apple Podcasts. Just Google Inspire Guys People and you're going to find it or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Thank you all so much for watching tonight. God bless you all. Please share this. Let me know how you feel about it. Um, and hopefully you loved it. Hopefully something inspired you uh shoot me an email jermaine wilson music at gmail.com matter of fact let me you know what i'm saying let me just where my email at yeah we weren't all meant to copy and paste i love that i love that jen shoot me an email to let me know how you feel about today's show uh let me know if you have any topics or things that you might be interested in hearing in the future and also look show some love man tell somebody give me ratings on uh inspire guys people ratings on apple Podcasts. If you enjoy this, don't be shy. That's all I ask you to do. Don't be shy if you enjoyed it. Tell somebody you enjoyed it. Share it with somebody that you know will want to hear it or need to hear it. And uh come back again when we do another show. Subscribe on YouTube so you can get the notifications when we drop new shows. And y'all have an amazing night. I love y'all. Thank y'all for all the comments and interaction. And uh it's number love, baby. I got nothing. Be inspired. I don't know why I'm trying to I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the I saw every hill you had to climb just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die, is it safe to fear? Is it safe to say you lie? You can be real with me. When you blame the haters, God made you. God made you. You're the reason you ain't made it. You're the reason you ain't made it. Take your focus off the fame. See the purpose that He gave you. Create to lift His name. That's how we go from down and out to made new. I can see the newer you, the safe soul. It's deeper than the dollars and the pesos. The devil is still on attack, you gotta be quicker than that. Store the treasure in heaven, you can't be richer than that. I 